0: at christiancrusaders.org. Okay, let's get started with today's episode. Here's our host, Matt Reister, the Executive Director of Christian Crusaders. Hey everybody,
1: Matt Reister here with the 2023 NRB Convention. That's National Religious Broadcasters. I'm with Andrew Nordstrom. How you doing?
2: Great, Matt. How's your back?
1: You know, it's not bad yet, but it's still morning. It's going to be terrible. Yesterday, sitting on this doggone picnic bench.
2: It it looks amazing. It fits our motif. We need to get a
1: picture up of this booth. Yeah, we will. So people can see what it looks like. Because it does look good. And I mean, people are stopping like crazy. Yeah. It's insane.
2: It's wonderful. This
1: has been some of the best money Christian Crusaders has ever spent. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, And we're getting a ton of contacts, a ton of content, and a lot of ideas about what we need to do next. Yeah. It, and so I'm glad God's we're God's putting here.
2: the right people in front of this booth. And, and For sure. it's It was money spent in faith and, and well spent.
1: It's just if I would have known about this picnic table thing in my back, I would have done something We've different. we got
2: gotten you a cushion, an old man cushion. Anyway,
1: right now you're going to hear a lively <laughs> – this interview is crazy. We just <laughs> recorded it. It's uh, Tina Griffin with Dave Glander. Tina Griffin is a former Hollywood actress who got out of it because of how messed up it was, and now she's got a – app or ministry called counterculture mom her name was given to me by Dave Glander who's also on the interview and any interview he's on is absolutely nuts Mm -hmm. and uh, Dave's gonna be at the Cedar Falls Bible Conference which is ministry we partner with and he recommended that we bring Tina and so uh, we're bringing Tina and this was the first chance that I was able to sit down with Tina she said after the interview this is hilarious she said Matt you know, I knew that the Cedar Falls Bible Conference was great, but I thought you were going to be like a suit and tie guy. And when I saw you standing there with your hat on backwards, well, you looked like a high school basketball player. She said, you're way cooler than I thought you were going to be. Ooh, hey, that's good. <laughs> she also, this will come out of the podcast, has two sons that are close in age to two of my daughters.
2: Oh, yeah. And, yeah. I mean,
1: I can tell you right now, we were vibing, and so we may just arrange this thing right now.
2: <laughs> uh, we'll have to touch base. Feature in-laws.
1: Mason, their older brother, is with us, so we'll check in with him and see if he approves. But if he does, it's Gentry and Jillian. We found him for you. You're done.
2: <laughs> uh, as, as you're talking about Dave Glander and how crazy he is, I literally watched him throw a beach ball at a man wearing a suit who then bounced it off his own head back to Dave and kept walking like nothing happened. And it was just absolutely as great as you thought it would be was he pissed? no he was happy <laughs> <laughs> he bounced it off his head with a big smile kept on walking <laughs> and then the, the 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 rest of our team gave him a high five as he walked past
1: Dave and, just tried to loosen these people up yeah it, My, I mean this guy's crazy
2: it, in the best possible way
1: all right hey thanks for tuning into this podcast in this episode we got a bunch of other great ones that you can hear as well as the daily dose devotions and other podcasts as well as the broadcast. Where we archive our weekly services, where you can hear Tim Butker and Steve Kramer preach. So anyway, thanks for visiting CC, and we'll talk to you next time. Hey everybody, I like Matt. Like
3: interrupting him when he should. <laughs> <breaks his
1: bark. laughs>
4: I will hey not do that to it's you. A CC I know what Podcast. It's like. I am Matt Reister, your host. (laughs) This is why I had to pray before bringing him on my program. (laughs) I'm like, it's going to turn into the Counterculture Dad Show is what's going to (laughs) happen.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Matt Reister trying to host my own podcast. I'm at NRB, National Religious Broadcasters. 2023, we're in Orlando, and despite... Dave's rude interruptions at the beginning. I do want to give a shout out to Reasons for Hope, who have helped us sponsor this booth. You can learn more about their apologetics work, which is phenomenal, at r4h.com. That's R F O R H.com. And so, the reason I have Dave on here with our guest, Tina Griffin. Griff, I almost said Tina Turner. <laughs> Tina Turner? I, I, my, People I had a brain call freeze. me that. It's all good. I, I th- hope th- I don't forget. Where's look the Marie like come her.
4: In? I call right. you Tina Marie. What is- <laughs> Yeah, I changed it up for you purposely just so people you can't. You just threw me off. Yeah, just, right.
3: Uh, that's <laughs> all, okay. Am I the only one that calls you Tina Marie? No, that is like my little
4: name. you corrected me. But because I have, to, I have to just find out how this friendship goes, Dave, I don't want people to associate the fact that we're friends yet. I'm almost <laughs> there. We're, I'm almost there. balance. We're still in the it's balance. It's
1: going to take a couple, three years. <laughs> I'm finally there.
4: Oh, my gosh. So,
1: so anyway, Dave Glander has been leading our junior high and high school ministry at the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, 102-year-old conference. That Christian Crusaders, this ministry that this podcast is hosted by, partners with in Northeast Iowa, has done a phenomenal job. We have gotten to the point where we're friendly and we trust each other. <laughs> and uh, and except for, uh,
3: except for apparently, I. He told me to feed them, and then he and then he brings 150 kids. Or so. I don't even know how <laughs> yeah, many. Yeah, we got there a little are. expensive and, and, on the and old. Yeah, expensive. And, and the, the old bill came in, and I was like, "I'm sorry, dude."
4: <laughs> That's when I get some fishing poles and go out and, and fish somewhere in Iowa. We got make a it river happen. right back there. there I you mean, go. Let's go. Come on, let's make it happen. Problem
1: so, solved. So, uh, Dave calls me this last several months before this coming Cedar Falls Bible Conference, which he's going to be back at, and he always builds a team to put that together. He says. you heard of tina griffin i said no i haven't counterculture mom okay cool Um, and and, in all seriousness if dave's going to give me a recommendation i'm going to take it seriously because he's coming from the right place Mm -hmm. we believe the same stuff and uh he said here's the deal i want her to come do a thing with your kids at the bible conference but it's going to cost a little bit more than what i can afford is there any way you could use her at the adult side of the conference and so we're like i did a little vetting went to your website scrolled through everything checked out and uh, and so you're gonna be doing a women's event during our conference I can't wait and uh, so I just when I knew you were gonna be here I said to Dave let's get you and Tina on the podcast together and uh, just kind of yuck it up a little bit but mostly we're gonna use this as something to share with our Bible conference audience to let them know who you are and what you're about even though this isn't the cedar falls bible conference that we're representing here right we just work
4: closely together absolutely so, so you're a former actress and you got a blog and miss and what i did the miss america pageant and i'm not a pageant chick i mean it took me nine months to learn how to walk in high heels i grew up on a Dairy farm in Wisconsin. But you did it. You can put a checkbox. I did it. What I scored the highest in is playing drums just because I'm used to beating on things. Uh, You played
3: drums during the competition? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious.
4: Yeah, I played piano for 20 years. To me, it was a little bit boring, so I finally got to pick up some drumsticks. So you had to win Wisconsin first? No, I was already living in, in LA. And I wish looking back, I would have tried to compete in Wisconsin. Not saying it was less competition, but when you're in LA, I mean, people out there have been like modeling since they were four. Being from Iowa, there's way less competition in Wisconsin. <laughs> there, 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 it, there would have been less competition, but I was already considered a California resident at that time. There's so, a
1: statistic about Wisconsin residents that I'm not going to say. Oh, no. But it would defend my position that there's way less competition in Wisconsin. I'll tell oh, you offline. Really? Oh, really? Off oh, geez. Line. Okay,
4: all right. I have an idea, but yeah. I don't, maybe. It has
1: to do with the consumption of beer and broths. I
4: was going to say that. And cheese curds, man. You can't forget that. I mean, okay. do we have a couple okay. of good For things record, in Wisconsin? cheese
3: curds are like eating styrofoam peanuts. No. Oh, no way! They're phenomenal. They're yes, phenomenal. they are. You got to put them in the microwave right for about 15 seconds. Little
4: squeaky business. No, little the squeaky. Of- no. Oh, yes, that's the best part, if they, dude. Listen, if you if they
3: had a flavor to them that pushed them over the top, I would deal with the squeakiness. But it was just a cheddar cheese bite no, that squeaked just, when I ate it. And I'm like, I'm telling you, one of these days bite. I'm doing an experiment. I'm going to give you a, a no. styrofoam packing peanut <laughs> and, a, and a cheese curd.
1: All right, I digress.
4: <laughs> you, are, you are something else. It depends where you get the cheese curd. Now I, grew I went up- to a place
1: that's all they did. Now, Wisconsin <laughs> cheese, it doesn't get better. It
4: doesn't get better than that. I grew up on a dairy farm about five cheese. minutes from a... Che- Laney Cheese Man, I, we're off of Highway 29, that is the best place. You can't go to Publix or any kind of store around this country and get the cheese that came from anywhere other than this cheese place because it's like crusty hard and it just doesn't work Why out
3: does just not sound appealing at all it, we gotta
4: Crust- get the right ones
3: get your crusty hard cheese at ladies no <laughs> that
4: is not what i said ladies is the bomb i'll bring you guys some in bring iowa it, bring it. i will bring you a couple pounds man so you tell guys- me this tina are you is your family still in wisconsin yes everyone we're at Right outside of Green Bay, a little town called Pulaski. 2,000 okay. people. My yep. parents were third cousins. I probably shouldn't have said that right away, but since we, I feel like I know you. Yeah, you bet. I'm just glad I turned out. Yes. You know? By the way,
1: I was introduced to Tina as the female version of Dave. <laughs> yes,
4: and here's what's nuts. I was about to have them on my show, and like I was saying a couple minutes ago, we have a very strategic process on who we bring in as, in as guests. Are they biblically focused? Do they love the Lord? Are they going to speak truth and love? All of those different things. And Dave comes in the mix on a form and I'm like, man, I just see fire. Like there's smoke coming off this form, (laughs) man. Either that's a good thing or run dangerous. But when I was looking at the introduction, I'm like, there's just something missing. And literally the Holy Spirit told me, rewrite the intro to say that I was a female version of Dave. And I didn't even talk to him at, at this point. When I got him on and he started sharing his story in the first five minutes, I'm like, I am scarily the female (laughs) version of Dave. And so it was just like I finally met my twin. That's awesome. Which sounds very wild, but.
1: We could use more of you guys.
4: And I might be the
1: triplet. There you go. I I cannot wait. I
3: I, I warned you that if your equipment starts smoking, just, you know, I I warned you in advance.
1: (laughs) Okay, so you're in LA. Yes.
4: You did whatever, (laughs) miss whatever pageants, women in film. What made you want to go to LA? It's nuts, but when I became a Christian, a believer at the age of 16, I told the Lord that day as I was walking towards the front, placing my faith in Christ, I said, I'm willing to take a bullet for the cause. I I don't care if I die in the line of fire. I hope I don't, but if I did, I I will. I will never deny who you are. And I want this to really mean something. I want my walk to be a serious walk that I can share with my friends my newfound faith in Christ, because a lot of my friends drank, sex, all that business. I wanted a different life. And so I'm shocked going to Bible, um, Bible camp since the age of 10, Spencer Lake Bible Camp, middle part of Wisconsin. For a number of years, I didn't place my faith in the Lord sooner than the age of 16. When I was 16, placed my faith in the Lord, said, I'm willing to take a bullet for the cause. I said, wherever you want me to go, whatever you want me to do, I want to do it and have the largest impact on this globe for your sake. Awesome. And that... That passion, and it's really weird because I wanted to be famous in LA for the sole purpose of being a, a Christian version of Oprah, a Christian version of Julia Roberts, just so I would have the mic in my hand yep. and say it's I all about that. Jesus. I get it. And Amen. they weren't having Amen. that voice, and so I told my uh, dad at the age of 20, I'm moving to LA. He literally almost had a heart attack. He's like, "You're not you're moving out to LA? It's 2,000 miles away." It says 2,548 miles, and I am moving please give me your blessing. He prayed about it and said, let's do this. I'm cool. like, what do you mean, let's do this? Him and my mom followed me in their vehicle. My dad never left the farm except for church on Sunday, wow. so I was excited to go to church because we finally got off the farm. <laughs> and and um, they followed me the 2,500 miles to LA, but I said, I wanna, this is a journey with my friend that I was with. She went to law school in Oregon. I said, this, this is our journey, so I can't see you in my rearview mirror. You can follow me, but I, I gotta pretend I'm going alone. So they followed me all the way out there, and That's I was awesome. out there for a decade. And Did he was they trying stay out l- there? No, he was there for about a week. Okay. And then, um, or a couple days, probably three or four days. And then he took, back, uh, took off with my mom back to the dairy farm, but that was the farthest he's ever traveled. He never left the state. Wow. So. Are they still up there? My dad passed away two years ago. Okay. My mom's like, I'm never getting married again, but she gave a heartfelt come to Jesus moment. Message at my dad's funeral, and within six months she was remarried, and he's wow. fantastic. Wow! Just so got married. How long did you get back up there? Um, I was just back up there for the wedding in April. Are you in LA still? I I was in LA. Now we're in Nashville. Okay. And I'm married today. Four kids, 14 and under that I homeschool. Awesome. My so wife
1: homeschools. Oh,
4: rock yeah. on. See, you are She's the triplet. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you have
3: four kids, too, don't you? Four, yeah. That's, what that's, what that's your why ages. he's got three. Son. <laughs> he's got three blonde hair girls that are going to make him old before his time because they're all, like... Drop dead gorgeous little girls that. And I have
4: handsome.
1: Just gonna they take like, after their mom. Uh, well, and he, how
3: old he's are you gonna have girls? to have your, AKs or something? But. Stop a
1: second. We're I hooking two something up. I have
4: boys. We are. You think like I think. I have a short list of potential spouses for my kids, how, man. How? How old I are have they? Fourteen year old son Jake, um, twelve year old son Levi, and then I have eleven year old Eden, and then nine year old Stella. But the the boys are just handsome, so we okay. got to see what's going so on. with So Mason
1: your... right there is nineteen. Okay. I got a fifteen year old daughter. <laughs> I've got a 13-year-old daughter, and they're, they're in the hunt, and the 13-year-old <laughs> loves, loves farm animals.
4: Oh my gosh. My, the, my wife grew up on a farm. Okay. I'm bringing all four kids you know to your events. Come. I'm not kidding. Great. We, we, Let's we, do it. I didn't ask you that yet. I was going to surprise you, you stay but at our no. House. no. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would love that.
1: Uh, this is a total, uh, kind of a diversion, but as I was listening to you describe the way you're wired, have you ever taken StrengthsFinder? Yes. Okay. Time out. So I, I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't put a ton of stock in all that stuff. Right. But it is helpful to a degree. It's me. It's scary. So significance has to be one of your top five.
4: It's not. No. It is commander, which is scary because I didn't join the army. Okay. <laughs> um, that it means is, she wants to be in control of this uh-huh, whole thing. Yeah. Well, it's like well, it's that's the com-
3: confidence, though. And, so.
4: and I thought communicator was going to be one. Hello, I've been speaking for 23 years, but it was commander. Um, authentic. Okay. That, whatever that one that connects okay. like that. And I, I forgot. There was like five. And they were all like, right now, let's make it happen. It's urgent. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's my gut. Oh, um, the one that means you feel re- responsible, responsible. Responsibility. Third, my resp- wife has that. And it's I, that's so me. Yep. I, it's like if I've got a crowd of 5,000 kids, I feel so heavy. The responsibility. I want to make all the right decisions. Yeah. I feel so responsible with the next hour I have on stage. Lord, please give me every word I'm supposed to share to them because I don't want one to go wayward because I yep. didn't share something else was to share. Yep. And it's a lot of weight. When but- de-
1: I have significance as one of my top five. Oh. And if you read significance, it makes you sound like you're an arrogant SOB.
4: Yeah, but that's and, not. And,
1: and when you were describing, I want to go be successful in LA, not for the reasons everyone else does, but for the sake of Christ. Yep. That gets to the heart of why, if you have significance, which I assumed you did, because you were just speaking it, um, that's the version of significance that isn't the arrogant SOB. Maybe I can't even say SOB on here. No,
4: no. I I hear what you're saying. And it's like, where is the Lord represented in media? If he is represented, it's not red carpet and wave your hands to the Lord and try to witness the celebrities. It's the complete opposite message, which we all know is bashing Jesus or he's not even mentioned at all. Yeah. Or God's name taken in vain. So at some
1: point you pulled out of that. I mean, you did a bunch of stuff. Actress wise had a certain level of success.
4: Yeah. As far as uh, getting on film and TV, I I did a lot. I, I mean, I worked. I was three feet away from... I didn't have any lines, but I probably a good thing. I worked on Vanilla Sky with Tom Cruise. I was Ray Liotta's personal driver for the Oscars. He just passed away, and I've been praying for him for two decades. He's such a nice guy, but I mean, he did all the raunchy, violent characters in movies and did the voiceover for Grand Theft Auto series. Oh,
2: wow.
1: And
4: then I met Brittany Murphy, and that was the aha moment back in 2004. We worked on Little Black Book together. The movie before that was 8 Mile, and I used this when I shared in Wisconsin because it was a pivotal moment in my life. I was out in L.A. for four years at that time. I saw enough corruption. Um, I was at the Playboy Mansion fully clothed, but I saw a lot of stuff going on. I heard a lot of stuff. I mean, we're talking about insane, even child sacrifice-type information. I mean, it was a lot for me to digest when I first moved out there, and I heard a lot because I was a casting intern for a well-known casting intern, uh, or a a casting person for the movies at Universal Studios when I was 20. So I was getting three days full classroom time and my degree in film and television at Cal State Los Angeles. Two days a week, I was working for her. And I saw and heard a ton. And I'm like, this is a corrupt place. Four years into it is when I met Brittany Murphy. The aha moment to me was, at that point, I'm thinking, how can these actors say and do and wear these pathetic outfits and say these things and lead people, especially young people to do drugs, sex and glamorize that with no consequences being revealed. Yeah. I meet Brittany Murphy. We have a very heartfelt, long discussion on this movie, not while we were shooting. And she said, I'm a Christian. I feel like what I'm doing, I know what I'm doing is wrong. Wow. But I feel like I have to do it in order to get ahead in the industry. Wow. And I realized that it wasn't the actors I should be, in a sense, blaming. It was the fact that they were being forced. And manipulated by the higher ups that I later learned how who all ran Hollywood, that if they the pressure from their agents if they didn't do what they were told to do, didn't wear what they were supposed to wear, they would be fired, canned, and, and blacklisted. Yeah. And she felt so much pressure. I, I felt the panic in her face of the responsibility yeah. of what she knew she was doing is wrong and what was how the, that was affecting millions of teens.
1: Can I stop you right there? Yeah. So j- I want to put a plug in for an interview I did just earlier this week, which is up on our podcast now with Cameron Arnett. Cameron Arnett is a Christian actor who's just most recently in the movie Nefarious, but he's been in other roles. And the reason he got out of Hollywood instead of going to, uh, staying in that and got into Christian film industry was because they wanted him to do a partial nude scene. He talks about this in the podcast and you can go back and listen to that episode. But I asked him, partial nude, what's the big deal? Like, they wanted to show your butt or what? And he's like, no, you're like, it's partial nude on the screen, but you're full nude on the set. Yep. And he's like, that's where I drew the line. And yep. I was out of there. And so Cameron, now he spent all these years in Christian film. He's popular and well-loved in these circles. He hosted the, the award show last night here at NRB. And, and now he's sensing that he's going to be called back into Hollywood and secular film. Because uh, with with that kind of history behind him, and they're going to know what they're getting, because of the His road stance. that he's walked, which is a, a testimony that's a little different than who you just mentioned. But there, that's a real thing out there. Well, do
4: you know Cameron? R- I don't know him
3: because he asked you, me to introduce. I told him, I said, "Do you know Tina?" And um, if he's he, doing he said,
1: my podcast,
4: no. he'll certainly do podcast. Well, oh, what
3: I, what I, I told would him love is to have I, him. I told him a little bit about counterculture mom what you were doing, and he asked me to introduce you guys because he is—he's got Christ over career. Yes, his thing. it
4: has to be and, that way. And so
3: he—you guys would be—you guys could bounce off of each other a lot. I'll—I'll I'll see if I can call him or something.
4: I would love—I would yeah, love got, to you meet with meet him. him.
3: You guys would. Very same. That's what you're saying. It's very same vein type of, of ministry.
4: If you have Christ number one and living in LA, a lot of people have this view oh my gosh, I would never step foot in Hollywood. You know what? We need people in Hollywood that are Christians. For sure. Because it's so influential, and that's why our kids are being so led astray. 20 years ago when I lived there, I said if we don't watch these violent video games um, as, as far as understanding what's in it, stripping it off store shelves, we're going to have school shooters 20 years from now. And I'm eating my words that I knew I would be eating. Because I saw the impact that that media had on the kids 20 years ago and why they were doing it. And these celebrities do not allow their own kids to ingest their own entertainment. Nicole Kidman, I was at the Oscars one year, and Nicole Kidman had her kids there with her. I forgot. Eyes Wide Shut. hmm And she was up for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. She didn't know they were going to play a couple minutes of that flick. They were. She shoved her kids underneath that table. Wow. Like that. Wow. Because, And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, I was just... Like, I have a sponge. I watch something, I file it in my brain, I use it for, like, it's evidence. Yep. And it showed me that celebs do care what their kids are involved with and what they're not involved with. Madonna, I've been talking to her for 20 years, talking about her for 20 years. She protected her kids when they were in the house, looked at every single magazine, even the tech gadgets, uh, make sure there was no social media. A lot of times she wouldn't let tech tech gadgets in the home. And it wasn't like she hired someone to do it. She looked at what came in the home and what they were doing. And here, to me, it just seemed like so... um, Uh, hypocritical to be a great parent to your own kids, but then completely do the opposite for millions of other kids and be naked on stage practically and dance around for three year old kids to see. And that's what bothered me enough to say, I gotta do something about it. And the kids are on fire when they see the evidence. Anyone could literally share the the topic that I talk on. Yes, I have the firsthand experience, which helps. I have the stories of the celebrities that I've met. But when you show evidence of how these celebrities shelter their own kids, and how they rewrite lyrics for their own kids to listen to, and I show the evidence for that. I have kids that seriously say, not cutting anymore, here's my suicide note, I'm no longer going to be sleeping with my girlfriend, boyfriend, Um, I am pregnant, I was going to have an abortion, not doing it, I'm total pro-lifer. They start to understand how they should live their life once they are showed how they are currently being deceived. And mm-hmm. that's the angle I've taken it for the last 20 years. Show me show me why I shouldn't listen to this person. Well, because they live this life. They don't know the Lord. The Lord warns you from XYZ. They're making money from Planned Parenthood. So that's why I don't want you to be a statistic. You're being lied to and fed trash. Um, one other quick thing. goes, in And then they're like, oh, my gosh, I totally get it. Now I, we get tons of stuff from teens after they hear us mm-hmm. that we use as dirt in the future presentations that I give. But... Um, You had a point about someone that I wanted to make earlier about, oh, Joshua Broom is on our Pop Culture Purge tour. Interviewed him
1: last year. He's episode, he's on that sheet right there.
4: Phenomenal. What number is Joshua Broom? Joshua Broom on that? Episode
1: Episode 31 on this podcast. I couldn't believe his story.
4: Listen to his story. So he's with our Pop Culture Purge tour. Of course, just recap, he had over 30 friends that died. Because they took their lives, because they were all involved in p- porn videos together in Hollywood. And he's on board, and we have 25 other speakers where we're launching this tour. We just did our first date, it was phenomenal. Where kids are running out of that session saying, you know what, never looking at porn again. Praise because God. the kids need to see the reality of those lifestyles, Joshua not see him, the glamoriz- glamorization of it. Joshua himself
1: was like one of the highest grossing yes. actors in the porn industry yep. and was about to kill himself. Yep. Uh, and so he's on this mission. He's a preacher now. Yep. But he's exposing the porn industry as he pastors. And it's a powerful, powerful testimony. I
4: love it. We, we have to have tour speakers. Dave, what you shared, absolutely phenomenal. Kids have to see the realities of that. And it's not the big name speakers. I'm just going to be raw and real. Over the years, doing 20 years of this and working on different tours, there are people I love to pieces that might not be a big name, but their story changes lives.
3: Yeah, amen.
2: Then
4: you have the big name speakers, Christian or non, that uh, might draw a crowd, but you leave and I feel so empty. Yeah. It, there's nothing I can apply to my life.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um,
4: they, I've heard this before. And Preach. so these people, yeah, no, like
3: you're 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 standing on my soapbox. Just yes. For the record,
4: and kids want what dave delivers yep kids want to see the lies that i reveal and i could list 50 yep. speakers that are worthy of listening to so if you're out there right now and you're an event planner pick speakers who've lived through some traumatic insane yeah. things yeah. that your kids can relate to and don't ever let finances or the work stop you our pop culture purge tour we have a short six page pdf that walks you through everything so there there is no we want to make it as easy as possible to do these events and your camps coming up i'm so excited to so, with you I, and Julie. Just, just, uh,
3: just to put a nail in that coffin, I've I've seen a lot of pastors, a lot of churches dump an enormous amount of money on a particular speaker that they think is going to draw a crowd. Well, the thing is, outside the church walls people have no clue who these people are. Right. Even within the church walls, a lot of the times, people have no clue who these people are. And so they, they in my humble opinion, so why I said you were standing on my soapbox, in my humble opinion, what's going to happen is they're going to spend a whole lot of money for no return. Yep. Whereas if you get somebody that people don't necessarily know, but you get, let's say, 100 people to show up. And I, and I think Cedar Falls Bible Conference is a good example of stuff like this. Like, you get somebody who you might not know exactly, but they hear them once, the next time you advertise that you're doing something. 5,000 people. It's, it's like Matt said at the beginning of this, <clears throat> excuse me, when Dave says, hey, you need to get this person because I've ha- I've got a rapport with him of, of people that I've brought to him. And, and, and he's like, I know it's, and that's the best. So if you're listening and you're a planner, that's the best way to do it is start Start smaller and build the reputation that when you bring somebody in, they're they're there for gold. Yeah.
1: So I want to – we did an interview with Dave. Dave's been on a couple of our interviews so far this week, but we did one with him and Wade Wacker yesterday. And if you want to learn more about Dave's camps, which Tina referred to, the Equip Camps, you can go to that episode and learn more, Equip Camps, Reasons for Hope. Um, what's your website where they can access this stuff?
4: Yes, and I'll just rattle off a couple quick things that parents, if you tuning in, you're like, I want more pop culture updates. Give me, give me some knowledge so I can stay ahead of the curve and navigate pop culture safely because we can't keep our kids in a bubble. They're going to go nuts Amen. when they get out of the house. Amen, that's right. So how do they navigate? How do you teach them? How do you help them know how to make wise decisions on pop culture media and what they should and shouldn't watch or listen to? counterculturemom.com is a website counterculturemom.com and download our app counterculturemom app it's phenomenal we have six people running our app constantly pumping out positive entertainment free movie screenings conversation starter um, topics questions you can get rolling and we have 40 experts that are in there we have to get your information immediately into our app dave Because, uh, why reinvent the wheel if someone else is doing a great job of blowing open evolution? Then let's get let's partner up, and so we have experts about all different topics in there. Um, a lot of and you can get our counterculture mom show so counterculture mom app. And if you want to text the word guide G U I D E to the number 55444, that's guide to 55444, you'll get a sweet three page. PDF free parent media guide loaded with positive entertainment that'll blow your mind kids love the stuff that they see and get off of that that's awesome we're coming up on a
1: time thing I know you're up against I got uh, two quick things one is to the point of who you invite what I've discovered with the Cedar Falls Bible Conference what we need more than now more, more than ever before ever. in America is people I mean yes I vet our speakers do they believe the Bible's inerrant do they preach the gospel of Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the only way to heaven? Yes, yes, yes. That's all a given. What I want to know is do they have the guts to say the hard Amen. stuff? Amen. Yep. And, and right now, I mean, we've had a few events over the last two, three years that have separated the wheat from the chaff in my yep. mind. And, and the ones who are still being gutsy and yep. bold, They're my people. Yeah. And that's that's why you're with us. And that's why you're coming. I can't,
4: I cannot wait. And it's not a big name that you have to look at. You always want to focus on what are the needs of the audience and how is it going to change their lives and who cares who the speaker is as long as they obviously are. I don't want to say who cares, but I mean the name of the speaker, it's the topic that is so critical right now. What are kids wanting information on that hardly any churches are addressing, that's and right. you—that's why I'm so excited to partner with you. Yep, you are giving me the freedom to be who God called me to be with yep. the mission that I have, the mission that Dave has, where we can be free to express and share the, the deep um, topics that kids are desperately needing yep. freedom from, and that's why. I think it was unbelievable what we witnessed from these kids in Wisconsin mm-hmm. at the homeschool conference. Yeah. There was, t- what, 20 or 30 hands after an hour that were still shooting up and we had to access. Yeah, That bothered me so much that we oh, had to I know. close down. I know.
1: Responsibility. That's your... Yes, yeah, it's responsibility. i I'm uh, like,
4: oh, what if I can't really...
1: Last thing I want from you is for the women that come to the women's event. Yep. What, I mean, I think they can get a gist for what you're gonna talk about, yes. but just, you've been talking about kids. Talk about what you'll talk about with women.
4: Absolutely. Women are the caregivers. A lot of women today feel so overwhelmed. They have very little time to do the research. So I just want to let the women know come to this conference. I will give you tips and tools, and we have the resources that are constantly updated. Pop culture is constantly changing. I could throw a book in your face, but then in six months from now, that book is old. So our app, And our alerts and our website and our program and the information I'm going to give you with today's pop culture. What does the map look like? Who are some, not just the ones you want to run from with your kids, but who are some excellent role models in entertainment today that you can point your kids to? What are some great movies coming out? And not only watching the movie together, but then I go into discussion points. How can you talk about that movie after you're done watching it, where you remember and you can use it as a learning tool and then also video games. I'm going to talk about today's video games. The rating system, how that works. Yeah. Um, TV shows that are currently out there. Netflix. Should you have Netflix? Should you not? Disney Plus. What's the latest with Disney? Symbolism. Satanic sim- symbolism in media will blow the mother's minds away. They'll be like, oh, my gosh. They're not and even trying
3: to hide anymore, they're not though. That's even the trying thing. Is that it used to be back in the 70s, 80s. Like, they were trying to hide. Nowadays, the show's literally called Lucifer. Or, I know. Or, you know what I mean? It's, like it's right it's, in front of your face. But that's because we've been so ignorant to it which is why I love what you're doing and I and I love the fact that you're bold out there just saying look you need to know that this children sacrifice things real that these that these yes. children's sex trafficking in Hollywood all this stuff that you hear behind the scenes it's a real deal because they're the ones controlling our kids whether we like that or not absolutely and, and that's why you know making sure what they watch and then sitting down and discussing it with them is so
4: important it's so important and it's not just the here and now I will absolutely give them the resources they need to know how to co- constantly keep discerning because because next week it'll be another movie, another TV show, another book. Yeah, I,
3: I'll Love give it. a plug to her her app. It's 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 what five ninety nine. It's four ninety
4: nine a month. Four ninety nine a so month.
3: But dude, I mean literally, loaded. it's like it's like two or three text alerts a day, great, letting you know of different events that are happening and how to deal with them. Yep. Good.
1: Yeah. Okay, I want to, for the sake of your time, cut this off. Dave Glander, thank you. Tina Griffin, who has.
4: Two sons, the ages of my two daughters. Got that right, and then two younger girls. And we're reading off the same script. <laughs> That's so funny. And my uh, oldest son must be a pilot. I, they, and my listen,
1: I want free airline miles. I know. So, so we get a
4: lot of benefits let's here. We get it. We get a, a, go. I, I know. Need to let's be make this,
3: into this Bloodline somehow. Thank
1: you for your time. Yes, we'll, we'll see you in July.
4: You guys rock. I cannot wait to see you guys. Thank right. you. Bye bye. <laughs>
0: to Christian Crusaders, 7401 University Avenue, Cedar Falls, Iowa 50613. In addition to our other podcasts, which I mentioned at the front of this episode, I want to mention two of our other ministry partners worth checking out. First, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference, equipping believers with the truth of God's Word since 1922. Visit Conference.com for free access to previous conference content or for more information about upcoming events. Second is Power to Change Digital Strategies, an online ministry partnering volunteer Christian mentors with people around the world searching the internet for answers. If you or someone you know could benefit from an anonymous online conversation with a caring Christian adult, go to issuesiface.com, or if you would like to be a volunteer Christian mentor, please visit p2cdigital.com. That's the letter P, the number 2, and the letter C, digital.com. See our episode notes for details and links, and remember to subscribe, leave a five-star rating, and write a review. God's richest blessings to you, and thanks again for listening.